Hey, this is Brady Oliveira, and you're listening to UND Football 360. A time for prognostication on the 2023 Fighting Hawks season is behind us. This week, Drake enters the Alaris Center hoping to relay the message that the baton has been passed on North Dakota's home opener win streak. It's game week for the Fighting Hawks, and this is UND Football 360. This is UND Football 360, Shannon it along with All-American Kelly Howe, national champ, Matt Nelson. Fellas, as the great Allen Iverson once said, we're no longer talking about practice. No, sure, <laughs> sure not. It's game week. So we saw a bunch of posts by uh, UND Football this week. It's game week, finally. Uh, we're only a few days away. It's uh, it's good to be back in the saddle, Kelly. Yes, it is. The energy's up, up in this room, up at 360, up in Grand Forks. The energy is going. And you could feel it. It's it's yep. a little electric up there. We were up at Media Day. It was a lot of fun to see the guys. They're pumped up, ready to go. Uh, I'm looking forward to this season. Back-to-back home games, too. That's nice. That's nice to have back-to-back. Nice for the fans, nice for the players. And, you know, the coaches always say, when you get to this time in fall camp, it's time to hit somebody else. And even on SueSports.com, the boys are turning on one another. They have really turned on one another. They need, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but they need to get back on Bubba and Coach Kostich and take the heat (laughs) off one another. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know special teams never good enough. It's like, okay, I mean, I don't know what you want them to do. I've seen we don't of, get punts blocked, we don't get kicks blocked, I've, and I've we seen a lot of punts win. blocked. And yeah, we fact, do it. That's how we won at Youngstown yeah, last year. But again, you know, short memories, short memories from the boys. They provide a lot of entertainment for us. But I, I sure hate to see them turn on one another. They're like family to me. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I just. Whatever. We need a game. That's the way it goes. We need a game. We need a game. Yep. We need a game. Well, fellas, we, we are back. Uh, Matt, welcome back for season two. You don't have the freshman jitters anymore. Has no. the podcast slowed down for you? Slowed down? <laughs> yeah. You know, in your second year, the, to, oh, the podcast right. yeah. slowed yeah. down. Are you able to keep up with us? Yeah. Well, I okay, think so. Right. I, I can hold my own now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kelly. It's, uh, no, it's been great. So glad to be back for season two. And we're, wow. we're glad to have you back. Kelly and I are back for, I don't know, 27th, 28th, whatever it is yep. year we've been doing this. Um, and we have a new sponsor this year. We're going to announce him first. And it's none other than the All-American Kelly Howe. Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance, joins our sponsor group. Kelly, welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, career change. Big so career it all, we change. talked about it in the in the pre the summer podcast um yeah it's been good it's fun getting out meeting people and uh a little more dynamic interactive you know having fun um the insurance world so it's uh definitely a welcome change and it's fun fun now it's football season too get to get to get out meet some more people and whatnot so yeah no it's fun to be a part of it uh glad to be able to Join forces with my agency and UND Football 360 now. Yeah, it's Fantastic. kind of fun to see you in a new role. You're, you're certainly more upbeat. You have a better yeah. attitude this oh, year. I, so. I do. <laughs> better <laughs> attitude. Yeah. The time yeah. is now You're your the first own. person ever, and anyone who's listening that knows me throughout the years, First person who ever said, oh, you have a better attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the opposite quite a bit. Well, uh, well you know, those attitudes... <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's outlook on the season. I don't know what it is, but you know, you, you, it's a positive change for you. I yeah, like it, no, it, it is. It has been good. It's just get out. You know, you, it, like I tell people, you do the W two thing. You know, and, and it's great jobs. They're they're great, but it, but it's a standard work week, going to the office type of thing, and that's that's the way they're set up, right? Well, insurance, realtors, mortgage people, you know, that type of thing. They're out and about. Okay, they're out about, they're talking, and they're meeting people, and that's what kind of how the way the world works. That's mm-hmm. what you got to do, and I'm learning right. it, and it's going well, but it's good. It's it's kind of the reason why I made the switch to insurance is just to try to get out and meet more people because I'm already doing this. Well, it all just kind of blends together, you know. You have a great network, Kelly. I wish you the best yeah. of luck uh, in that. I haven't Thank had you. a W-2 since 2007, and I don't miss it. Yeah. Um, and for anyone that's wondering, um, you know, I've been out – as a business owner and what have you the past 16 years, I am currently unemployable. So if I ever had to go back to W2 work, don't hire me. I'm very undisciplined with my time. Um, UND Football 360 is also proud 
to see these sponsors come back for another year. Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino of Grand Forks, Development Homes Incorporated of Grand Forks, and Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota. Huge thank you for sticking with us on UND Football 360. We hope to do you proud. Um, we're going to run right into our first segment. And folks, you want to stick around? Don't leave the podcast because coming up later in this segment is Tom Miller from the Grand Forks Herald. He's going to break down fall camp, his surprises, what he's looking for, and what he is looking at in Saturday's game and how things uh, maybe have changed from last year to this year. But in our open, uh, which is brought to you, incidentally, by the Kelly Howe Agency of Nodak Mutual Insurance. This is our rewind segment. And Kelly, the first thing we're going to point out is what a great announcement at the groundbreaking for the Nodak Insurance Company Sports Performance Center. The completion, phase two, has begun oh, of the Pollard Center. It's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be huge to finally see them there. See them all out there talking about it, knowing it's coming. The construct, the wall went down right on the yep. east side. That was kind of the tip off. Oh, okay, things are happening. Things are moving. Shovels in the ground, and they're all celebrating out there. And then, and then we're up there, and the day before, I think media day, they released or something like that. And I hear it's the Nodak <laughs> Performance Center, and I'm like. This is good. Yeah, good, good timing. Yeah. yeah, good for the home team here. Yeah, better so. to be lucky than good sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, I love I love the <laughs> partnership. That's for sure. So yeah, it's going to be great for UND. Well, UND football, but track. Who else is in there? Um, well, cross country and track would be in there. Would soccer be in? There? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Soccer. soccer I don't know if they're in there. In there or not. I, I don't know. No, they are they in the basement of the Ralph? Are they are they down in that? They took over the other locker room in the basement of the Ralph, I think. But oh, okay. Okay, there, I think there was three teams in there, though. But So well, it's big got, for them, too, to track. Well, right. the track program has gotten better. They're on a slow oh, yes. incline. They They're are. getting better every year, and this will help them greatly, too. So Regardless, more space, they deserve more facilities. So. They've never, I mean, since we were up there, Matt, track's never been given anything, really. I mean, they were always on their own in a right old locker room in Hislop, right. tiny, you know, and so it's good for it's good for that program, too. and it's just exciting it's, for the university. And we really talked is. about the union. We talked about all oh, everything that they've invested into the university. Well, it's ten years, guys. It's ten years we've been talking about um, phase two. Right. Um, it's ten years. I you know. the, Pollard was there in uh, the fall of of thirteen. Um, so it's uh, ever since Bubba and company are back. UND, we've been talking about phase two. It took ten years. So yeah. it's it's just an exciting time. I'm going to ask you, Matt, because you guys have been through this. We joked about it's time to hit somebody else. Um, but because we have no rewind uh, this week, it is week one. We could talk a little bit about week zero, but the games were so god-awful lousy Ugh. that we aren't going to talk about that. But, Matt, I'm going to ask you about mm-hmm. what happens in fall camp when you're just really tired of seeing the same faces every day. Uh- it's just exhausting just getting to that last two a day or the you know you're two a day two days away from getting into game week it's just you're emotionally drained you just want to go like we said before uh you just want to go hit somebody else right? and you want to get into game week you're excited for the the season to start that's why you put in all that hard work over the off season you hit the weight room uh hours and hours and hours people not, don't understand how many hours these guys are in the weight room they're training they're watching film in the off season just to prepare for this game week. So it's exciting. I'm excited for these guys to get out on the, onto the football field. And, and Kelly, I have a question for you. You know, back in the old days, um, Matt mentioned something. Um, he said two-a-days. Well, those are a thing of the past. NCAA governs that. We don't have that anymore, but we all, we all dealt with that um, in our college football. Um, but, Kelly, I want to ask you something about today's football and contact. I know they try to limit contact, but obviously you got to see who – um, who can hit, who can tackle, who can, how is that handled in today's? It's tough. It's drill work. It seems like it's just, it's tough. You know how they, they don't do it. They'll go live for, you know, a end the end of a practice. Okay. So very few, you yeah. know, plays, then they'll have the young guys will go live because they're probably not going to play. So they want to see what those young guys, you know, give them a little something to do, but it's not, it's kind of drill work and technique stuff. And they just hope it translates to the game. So I mean, it's weird. You're not hitting each other. They aren't hitting. And, but but then yeah, the next question I have for you is: Do Division One athletes, do Division One football players, have to show that they can tackle? 
Or has know. that been proven? You would hope so, but you still need to know the foundations of, of how to tackle, don't you? I mean, it's still you can't just assume a guy is going to be able to tackle on the run going full speed. Yeah, you know, you without doing it, you can't so. assume because it's a liability too. Like you can't, you can't just assume that a guy's going to do it correctly and then not know or see that right. he's been able to do it before. Uh, but even when we're, you know, we're coaching our boys at a young age, even the the drills are getting caught taught younger and younger. So I, I think which is the, a right. good thing. Which is a good don't thing. don't hit what you so can't think, see. Also, yeah. I think those the, types of things that by the time these guys are in college, they've been taught the correct way to do things. Yeah. So so maybe you don't have to see those live. Um, yeah, and you see situation. it the first few weeks. It, right. Tackling might be off right. a little bit. Yeah. Timing, my angles are off. A lot of arm tackling, you know, right. type of thing, just because their angles. I don't know. I just think that's just the way it is. They they're going to sacrifice, you know, maybe qual- quality of defensive technique and tackle, whatever you want to call it, for safety. You know, it's just it's the way it is, and I don't know. They, I I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. It seems like UND has always tackled fairly well lately. I mean, I haven't noticed just egregious tackling where, geez, they're missing everyone or they're not wrapping up or they're well, – We have good team you know, t- team tackling too. Like everybody gets yep. to the ball. So we have Maybe good that. pursuit. I think pursuit – we've always been a good pursuit team in, on yep. defense. So That's a big, it, big part of it. Right. And so just yep. getting guys to the ball I think is, is part of our success in that. You know, and talking about fall camp, Shannon, uh, one thing I wrote down right away is no major injuries. I wanted to point that out. They did not have any major injuries this um, year. A few nicks and bruises. Let's just stop talking about yeah. that yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there we go. I think we stopped. Not, the other yeah, day. we played one game. Yeah, yeah they got knock on. on for Micah. <laughs> they got two knock more practices here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, you know, um, again, this is week one. We don't have a fall camp rewind, but we are going to look ahead because we are, you know, cutting edge here at UND Football 360. And just before we started recording the podcast. The Missouri Valley Football Conference and UND released their 2024 uh, schedule. And the highlight is it's a 12-game schedule, seven home games next fall. Kelly, including four weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Four wow. weeks in a row. Wow. Get your season games. tickets, people. Hey, you know what it starts off with? I mean, you're going to Iowa State, so seven home games. But you're starting out at Iowa State, which is a great FBS great destination FBS. game. Yep. You can make it. That's a drivable then you get God's gift to FCS football Montana. in the Alaris Center, the Montana Grizzlies. The Grizz. I mean, come on. You know, so we get them. Then Idaho State, our, our nemesis. Oh, no. <laughs> Last time we, we beat them. And it, it'll be game. Potato Bowl. Yeah, will it's, that be Potato Bowl? I'm thinking it's Probably. September 14th. Be, that makes sense to do it versus ball. them. Yeah, okay. We always play one game before – Potato yep. Okay. Do. At home. San Diego at home, which they're always the San Diego. the best. Yeah. They're the best pioneer. <laughs> they're always the best pioneer, pioneer. league yep. team. So that'll be a tough game, actually. Murray State's usually at the bottom, back home. At NDSU, then a bye week. Bye week right in the middle. So six games and then a bye. Yep. I don't know. I like that's all right. All right. Good. I, I like the games. setup too. Yeah. Going into bye week. So then come out of it, Northern Iowa at home. So the home schedule, you get Montana, San Diego, Northern Iowa, South Dakota State, and South Dakota at home. That's a really good Great slate. Really good home schedule. At Youngstown, that'll be a tough one. At Indiana State, should win that. They end the year at Illinois State, just like Illinois State's coming this year yeah, to end the year. Be, we should be should mean something for both teams, I would right. think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh this I yeah, that was great timing by them. I saw that and I jumped on it, put a tweet out. 12 games, seven, seven at home, guys. Unbelievable. Bill Chaves, he deserves a hand. I mean, he, he did a nice job That is this. a fantastic yep. schedule. I can't play four in a row at home, though. Is that even? I don't think I've it's never, ever, ever un- happened. Before. Unprecedented. Yeah. Yep, never heard of that. You know, so. th- there will be guys yep. camping in their tailgate spots. Well, I mean, <laughs> they won't wow. go home because. Airbnb for the month? That's oh, right. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, fun. This is a this was a good good time too. Everyone's you know the energy's high. Put this out, increase it a little more, even get people fired up for next year. Knowing this year should be should be once again I'm gonna hit the table a little bit. Should be a successful season I think for Hawks football. So yeah, I like I like the way the energy is. I'm gonna keep mentioning it. The energy with the team, the energy with the fan base, the energy with us. It seems like the belief something starting switched. to believe. Yep, yep. I couldn't agree more. 
Well, as long as we're looking ahead, there have been some changes in the rules of college football. And as much as we are against rules here at UND Football 360, uh, college football is governed by a set of rules, if our listeners did not know that. Um, there have been some changes. And uh, Kelly and Matt, I'm going to go over these um, with you. There are five that actually made the press release. Um, I'm going to go over these, and I'm going to start with the biggest one, the stopping and starting of the clock on first downs. When Team A, the offense, gains a first down, the clock will no longer be stopped to award a first down except with less than two minutes remaining in the second and fourth quarters. I disagree with this rule like you wouldn't believe because who in their right mind has ever said, you know what I want? I want football games to go faster because um, I go to them – Every day of the week, and I don't <laughs> I like my time at college football games. Who put this rule well, in? This isn't baseball. Right? No, baseball, baseball, it worked. You know, that, right. that change right. worked, right. I think. Right? Or you might even have a double header where, geez, I'm here for six hours. Yep. I'd like to get out of here in four and a half. But yeah, that baseball thing sped it, things up. Fans seem to like worried, it. If they're worried about the time, the duration what, of a game, let's get rid of the of reviewing every doggone turnover, <laughs> yeah, and right. which is just annoying. Um, but nobody ever said, let's stop the clock more. Um, you're going to lose about seven plays, seven offensive plays, about 14 plays a game. Well, but, okay, I think somebody put it out. Oh, boy, I saw a tweet this past week from week zero. It The game was over in like two hours and something. Yeah, and who cares? And I love sitting. And the, guys, four the, hours the guy was game. mad. He's like, I don't even feel like I got my money's worth. Right. The game's over. I'm going home. I don't want to go home. He's like, I wanted to be here. Guys, I, I want to enjoy the day. I you think know? this is one and done. Yeah, it's I think done. there's going to be a great pushback. There's no reason. Um, I also read one article, and I wish I could quote where it came from. They said it's a safety measure to uh, minimize snaps. And I go, come on. Seven. What? Seven snaps that it was mm-hmm. a safety. I, I don't like this rule. Let's, they, let's they've minimized. They've it, made safety abundantly well, clear. Yeah, okay, exactly. it's safe. It's safe. Right. If the game is going quicker like they did with baseball, are they keeping the beer garden open longer yeah. through the fourth yeah. quarter? Larry Center, right? They don't care. Yeah, Larry Center, Center likes money. <laughs> they don't seem to care. <laughs> they don't seem to care. Okay, yep. let's go. Let, we don't like that one. Let's go to consecutive charge team timeouts. Consecutive charge team timeouts will no longer be allowed by the same team in any individual dead ball period. That's fine. That's all right. Yeah, I thought that there was already instituted that's all, somewhere. That's all it? gamesmanship. I thought I remember the NFL. I think NFL. Or something. I yeah, think NFL has it because yeah. you can't. So you can't ice a kicker for three timeouts. You can't. Right. I mean, that's I, fine. We're, we're fine with that. That'll and, that'll speed up stupidity. Does that you know, ever I mean, work that's anyway? Fine. I mean, yep. I, I, I haven't seen a kicker miss it after he gets iced for a couple times. <laughs> okay, here is he's going to miss it. Right. Here's number three: extension of periods. A period shall be extended for an untimed down in the second or fourth quarter only if a penalty is accepted for a live ball foul, if there are offsetting fouls or an inadvertent whistle, the first and third quarters will not be extended and any penalty enforcement will be carried over to the following quarter. That makes sense. Why yeah, play, whatever. you know, yeah. why in those quarters when you have game left yeah. to play, would you, yeah. would you extend? Yeah, it makes it, it sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So it'll yeah. just be the first part of, of the next period. Uh, drone policy, not even going to read that. I don't care about that. The drones are not allowed on the field or the team area. Okay. It's fine. Somebody was sending a drone. Up, How about the blimp when they fire that thing up <laughs> fly that around? Okay. <laughs> Rose Bowl. Now, <laughs> guys, you know that specialists, kickers, punters, best athletes on the team, right? Yep. yep. I shared that. Correct. Smartest, yep. best looking, most athletic on the team. This one is directed right at the best athletes on the team. Half time intermission the field will be available to squad members for halftime warm-up no later than three minutes prior to the second half kickoff when any squad member enters the playing enclosure during the halftime intermission a staff member from that team must be present on the field if kickers or other squad members come onto the playing enclosure before the field is available their activities must be confined to the team area you know what I am so tired of the marching bands ruling college athletics <laughs> yeah. and taking it out on kickers and punters. <laughs> Matt? That's pretty much, didn't they? It was last year, didn't one of them get into a kicker, got into it with a marching band. Got into it with really? a kicker in the middle of them. <laughs> kicking in the middle. Yeah, you I think coming. that's where that came and, from. And yeah. again, putt to the tuba. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> you, what it was. And what, what you knew was coming was <laughs> yeah. a rule. And right now what they don't want they don't want punt returners, kickers running in and out of the marching band. So you got to be over at your team area. You can still kick into the net, 
But three minutes, and you have to have a coach out there with you because apparently they feel kickers, punters, and returners aren't smart enough to conduct themselves appropriately at halftime. I beg to differ. So, (laughs) fellas, there's our rule. Changes. I think we can live with those. We're gonna we're gonna protest that. Except the first. We're gonna protest that stopping or start keeping the clock running thing. I I think it's a one and done. I I have no idea who asked for that, but none of us are saying please take away some of the time that we spend in college football. All right. Uh, Coming up, uh, guys, we have a sponsored a new sponsored segment. Development Homes uh, is going to be sponsoring our 360 guest each week, and this week. We have Tom Miller of the Grand Forks Herald. Nobody spends more time with Fighting Hawks football in the media than Tom Miller from the Grand Forks Herald, and he is this week's Development Homes 360 guest. Tom, welcome back to the 360 podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to be here. You know, is there any truth that the rumors have been rampant down in Fargo-Moorhead in the last couple of weeks? that with the cancellation of the Zuckerberg-Elon Musk cage match, that you and Dom Izzo are <laughs> stepping in to fill in. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, there, there's a little truth. Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been working on my weight, getting, uh, getting bulked up with Bockle, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, you know, I would pay, I'd pay a year's salary to see it. We'd love that. You know, um, your colleagues down at, at Formcom, Fargo, we have a standing invitation to them to take on UND football 360 and everything except fishing and golf, which we know they would blow us away on. And we we know we can handle <laughs> Izzo. We can handle Colpac. We're a little bit worried about Big E. You know, you cannot stop Big E. You can only hope to contain him. And then, honestly, and Logan, Logan Campbell, we can handle her as well. But we do not have an answer for Kyle Emanuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those are my uh, forum com pals down in Fargo. So I'll uh, yes. I'll sit on the sideline on that one. Yeah, you, you <laughs> let them let them know we 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 still stand ready, and and we hope that uh, Emmanuel has a conflict the day that the games are played. <laughs> Understood. All right, Tom. Hey, it's game week. Finally, camp is over. And uh, before we get into this, I want just want to say nice job again, Tom. We. We all followed along. I like your 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 write ups where you break it out by section and detail. It's been it's been very good for those of us that are watching from a distance. So I just wanted to get that out of the way and tell you that we all appreciate it. But um, looking at the looking at um, camp, I don't. It seems seems to me. You, I want you to confirm this for us. Confidence is up. Belief is up. I think it's belief they can compete in the Missouri Valley. Belief they're a top. Missouri Valley program. I guess I say I'm getting that feeling. I don't just, I don't know. There's something going on up there. Uh, do, do you kind of get that? Do you sense that? Yeah, you know, and it's it, it's hard to, you know, fully pull that out of people because of the nature of the Upper Midwest personality. The head coach Bubba Schweiger, you know, you're, um, he's going to be careful on what he says. Um, but but at the same time, yeah, I think you can. You can see certain glimpses of, you know, you know, we're really excited about this or that. That that just takes on a different, uh, a different feeling than other years. I think, you know, one of the biggest things is that one of the common messages has been that they weren't satisfied at Weber State, um, weren't happy with how last season finished up, and um, I think there are, there are people, you know, really excited about the roster that's put together because it's, uh, you know, there's so many questions defensively, but offensively this is probably as, as well put together of a unit as, I don't know, as we've ever seen. I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, yep. it should be a fun offense to watch. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, on paper, now they got to go out and perform. They averaged 30 points a game last year. I'm expecting, you know, I said in, I know, um, I said in a previous podcast, I don't know why it couldn't be 33, you know, in that range, 34 this year type of a thing. Yeah, Tom, this is Nelly here. How you doing? Good. Uh, just a follow-up question with with what Kelly asked you. What has been the secret sauce coming into this fall, as opposed to last year? Uh, we were up at Media Day. All the coaches talked about elevating their ele- elevating their play as a team, 
players talked about the same thing. They seem laser focused this year, as opposed to last year at media day coming into fall uh, at the end of fall camp. In your opinion, what is the difference? What, what, what did they change um, specifically? Well, I think, I think the offensive line is such a big deal. You know, you went into Nebraska and you're looking at, uh, you know, what do you have an 18 year old Sam Hagen starting? What do you have in Peyton Lotus? Who's never started before? Uh, Braden Bryant is a new product from from the junior college ranks. So you went into you went into Nebraska with your you know probably your most important unit, uh, completely unproven and super young. And now you look now you now you go into this year and you look that uh, you know they feel like they've solidified center with with a young guy Cade Borud. Um, you know Sam Hagen has continued to make strides and maybe he's better set at guard. Uh, Donnie Ventrelli is maybe better suited at guard. I think they feel like they can move the line of scrimmage better than they than they have in the past, um, which which both they feel will impact the run game, but also impact the ability to pass protect and and let some plays develop and maybe um, a few of Tommy's throws aren't running for his life. It, Looking at the uh, yeah, that was that's a good point. Yeah, we he got pretty good at it last year though. I mean, we, we you know we yeah, talked that was a right. <laughs> we needed him to run, but not putting himself at danger either <laughs> well yeah we don't want to get him hurt and he but one thing speaking of tommy um he's shown he's a pretty tough kid he took some big hits last year and, he, and the year before too and he seems to get up and kind of drag himself for about five steps and then the pain goes away you know and he's back in there and everyone for those five steps everyone holds their breath and is wondering if he's still going to play the rest of the year but all of a sudden he he's back in the huddle and he's going at it again. And I don't, besides the um, intelligence, I guess the cerebral play from Tommy, his toughness is something Tom that I think people haven't quite talked about as much as they should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we haven't, uh, you know, almost surprisingly, UND never had to really fully see what Quincy Vaughn could do at quarterback. Um, you know, you look at why Tommy Schuster, saw the field in the first place, you know, you had what Nate Kettering, Ketteringham go down, Zimmerman goes down. Um, you know, the, the, there's been a heck of a lot of seasons that uh, North Dakota has been using their, their number two and maybe even their number three. Um, so the, the fact that uh, the backup quarterback storyline has completely been squashed for, for the most part um, is, is, is quite the credit to, to Tommy Schuster, especially when you look at last year and how many, how many throws he made in general, um, and then just uh, how much he was moving around and, and kind of extending plays. And when you extend plays, obviously you're going to expose yourself at times to getting ripped. UND released the two deep this week, as they typically do. Um, interesting, I tweeted under your um, – when you were asking any thoughts on that two deep, uh, Nate DeMontanac over Wes Eliador in the starting lineup. Now – you tell us, does that mean anything or are they both going to play equal in your mind? Or what, what did you see in camp that would lead Nate to be starting, I guess, or does it even matter? Yeah, I think there's some both at play there. I think that that tells me, kind of confirms to me a lot of what I saw. I mean, I, I wrote a lot about Nate DeMont back in the offseason between spring ball and fall camp. I just thought that, um, he continues to make plays in practice, and I've watched enough practice over the years that, uh, you know, when themes start developing across many practices, um, that that's a very high percentage that that translates over into games. Um, I also, you know, I, Wesley Elidor hasn't made a ton of plays. Um, is that part of his skill set that, uh, you know, he's a, he's a burner? And, um, you know, that's not a lot of maybe what you work on in practice. Um, that, you know, guys aren't biting quite as hard when they're your own team. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think, uh, I've been a little surprised that, that, uh, Wesley hasn't been more productive in practice, but, um, I still think that, that, that Nate and Wesley will, uh, will see a ton of reps. And like you say, they may, they may very well be equal. I think that depth chart came out and there were probably people in Vermilion saying, why on earth were you transferring? But, uh, I think. This is going to be a year unlike the year that it was like Toivon and Wanzik Mog, 90% of your reps. Um, I don't think you're going to see that this year. I think you're going to see 
you know, them really utilize eight deep because so many guys have different skill sets and can play can play certain spots. Switching sides of the ball, let's look take a look at the secondary. Um, it was a somewhat maligned group last year a little bit. They were they were up and down. Um, a lot of veterans, you know, CJ Siegel, Caden Coppinen. You got your seniors. Um, Malachi Buckner's got experience. Sammy Fort's back. Um, but you got your youth too. You know, you got your young guys out at corner, especially. Um, do you see this secondary group at being as an improved unit heading into 2023? I mean, it's, it, I think so, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like the backup quarterback syndrome. Like he's the most yeah. popular guy because he hasn't had to proven that he can't do it. Um, you know, so right now preseason, everything's positive. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see CJ Siegel um, maybe have a little more freedom, roam a little more, maybe be a little more nickel. Um you know, that might allow like an Antonio Blewett, who I really like to get on the field. Um, and they're deep there too. Jamal Dixon um, has a super high ceiling, not to mention, you know, Edmund Okanzi, who's probably going to start there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm very curious to see how CJ plays in, in a little bit of a different role. Um, Malachi Buckner looks, looks and moves like a, uh, a bit of a different athlete. Um, that has to help. And then you have to hope that, that the new teachings and messages of, of Joel Schwentzfire really sparked the careers of guys like a Caden Coppinen or a Josh Navratil, um, guys like that who I think UND can get a little bit more out of than we saw last year, um, and, and maybe just a fresh start is, is what those guys need. Thank you, Tom. You've been listening to Tom Miller from the Grand Forks Herald. Always a treat to have you on UND Football 360. Looking forward to seeing you this Saturday at the Alaris Center. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Ready to watch, uh, you know, another team play UND. That's been your Development Homes 360 guest brought to you by Development Homes of Grand Forks. Um, you can read all about them at developmenthomes.org. They've been around since 1974, nearly 50 years of residential, transitional, and vocational support services, family support, family and guardian resources. Get involved and volunteer log on at developmenthomes.org. When we return, we will have our Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. We'll have the Hail Mary quiz, Kelly and Matt's pick, which is sponsored by Rumors Sports Bar and Grill. You are listening to UND Football 360. We've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Propelled by some mysterious drive. And they still let me do it as weird as that seems And I do it most nights and then again in my dreams Infinite hallways and giant hotels Dressing room looks about as good as it smells I don't even like Drake You don't like the Drake? I hate the Drake I love the Drake How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who? The Drake. the Drake is good. This is Garrett Mogg, and you are listening to UND Football 360. Welcome back to segment two, week one of our UND Football 360 pregame show. We're getting you ready for a 3 p.m. kickoff versus Drake on Saturday. And Kelly Howe, how long have you known me? Got to be close to 15 years. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. Have you learned? Last year, you asked for some new music. <laughs> this song is from 1979. It's off Broadway, Chicago band. But you guys ever heard of them? I don't. Okay. No. No. <laughs> they came out the same time as Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick went big off Broadway, stayed kind of in Chicago. I learned of these guys from college friends, Steve Schaller and Scott, but uh, Scott Butt. They helped... Uh, Get me through four years of college. And, and Kelly, I remembered your call for new music. We just had new music from 1979. Well, it fits in right with what I asked for last year. You, you wanted suggestions, and I sent you Van Halen. You, sent you Van know, Halen. I mean, they're the latest. They're fresh. Right. It was the latest <laughs> yeah. from Van Halen. Right. And actually, it was so. the, actually, it, it, was Diamond, it was Diamond Dave. Well, Van Halen so yeah. was really now, old. Let's, <laughs> let's uh Let's share with our guests why that's important. Um, 
old music costs less, so I'm being frugal when, uh, when okay. we're using that. So it, we're being frugal. There we go. Right here. Um, we are ready for the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. It's brought by uh, brought to you by Thunder Lake Lodge in Reamer, Minnesota. And yes, that is our old friend, All-American cornerback, Craig Riondo. And guys, let's talk about Thunder Lake Lodge before we get into the game preview. Cabins, cottages for groups and reunions, fishing, boat rentals, hunting, year-round amenities, whatever the season, Thunder Lake Lodge has something for you. Saw Craig this weekend. Great to catch up with him. His kid was in town. Both of them were playing in two different hockey tournaments. Um, things went well again. Thunder Lake Lodge always does well. Weather was great this summer. Full capacity again. They had another nice year. It's it's the place to go. So if you're ever looking at, you know, you want to book a family vacation or reunion, they got the reunion cabin now. That's what people got to remember. So, yeah, it's a it's a great destination. Clean, clean water lake, good fishing, and... Uh, yeah, water activities all over. And at northern Minnesota, especially this time of year, I mean, you got the fall colors coming up. Yeah. Uh, it's a great time to head on up to Thunder Lake. ThunderLakeLodge.com is where it all starts. Uh, be sure to say hello to Craig for us. Fellas, we got Drake coming in. Um, 4-0 against Drake all time, including a shutout in 2021, 38 to nothing at the Alaris Center. Um, how about this statistic? Um, there is a 38-year winning streak in home openers for the University of North Dakota. That's either good football or good scheduling, probably a little of both. Um, I'm going to test your research and your uh, prep on this because this is what I call the Hail Mary quiz, uh, the impossible quiz. I'm going to see if our football experts uh, know their UND football. The last home opener loss the year and who was the opponent? Every time, yeah, I think of twenty ten. I think to eighty, Johnny Bailey, eighty six. Yeah, was I was it? at the game. Yep. Johnny Bailey Tex- showed up. Texas A and M, Kingsville. Yeah, they were Texas A and I then. I think how or about, something like that, weren't they? Or were they the, called Kingsville? They then? were Kingsville. Okay, they were Texas A and M, Kingsville. That's Daryl Green's school too, right? That's correct. Yeah. How yeah. about this score? This was Roger Thomas' oh. first year, his second game, 67-44. to 44. I think <laughs> yeah. this was before the 3-4 defense was implemented. They, they showed bit. up. Or any defense I was, was at the game, and what would I have been? Oh, boy. I've been nine years old. I still remember being at the game because they were faster than we were. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. Johnny Bailey, the, uh, I don't know if he won multiple Harlan Hill Awards, I think, ended up in the NFL. He was at running back. <laughs> they didn't have an answer for him, Matt. Let's that, just put it that way. He was that's, electric. That's when you learned yeah. speed was really important. In oh, yeah. Speed's yep. important. Yep. That was out. That speed was kills. A, we weren't, we weren't going to win that one. But yeah. we put up put up 44. Was that Kovash then? I'll uh, say 1986. Uh, 87, I think Kovash came in. Okay. It might have been a year before him. Oh, I, okay. I'd have to look that up. Now you're yeah, testing Kurt my Otto. Or, that was probably Kurt, Kurt Otto. Kurt Otto. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, those were the years they just slung it around. Yeah. Like like the new, new age passing. They were doing it back then. They just kind of abandon the run throw 40 to 50 times a game i have one more that that was just a warm-up for you guys i have one more hail mary quiz and this is the real one this is the one we're gonna we're gonna pit matt uh against kelly and the person who can name this gets the last summer edition of the bottle of Miller High Life that's sitting in my beer fridge <laughs> in the garage because yes. summer's almost over. There's one left. UND is 57 and 13 all time against teams from Iowa. Okay. They played Morningside the most, 52 and 12. The last game was 2000. They are undefeated against the University of Des Moines and Drake. University of Des Moines 1 and 0. They no longer have athletics, but they still have a PT school. There is a University of Des Moines. Who is the other Iowa team that beat North Dakota? The other Iowa team that beat North Dakota. That's not the obvious two? It's not the obvious two. It's got to okay. be someone. <laughs> has to be someone other than Des Moines. Oh, boy. It has to be someone other than Des Moines or Drake or it's, Morningside. It's not Northern Iowa. Or it is Northern Iowa. Oh, I'm sorry. I left Northern <laughs> Iowa out. I'm sorry. Dubuque? Nope. <laughs> I'll say Ohio, or Iowa State. 
Neither one of you is right. Oh and I screwed up the quiz because I left Northern Iowa out. Um, they lost to Iowa in 1926. Iowa. Owen won against the Hawks. 1926? 1926. Oh, yes. Um, that was. So we um, have a history with the Big Ten. Bubba was at the game. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where his love of football started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> young, brother, young Bubba. <laughs> young Bubba was at the game. But. Yeah, 1926, and fans, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. I forgot about Northern Iowa in there, and uh, we'll get you a Northern Iowa quiz later uh, in the season. Our 360 game preview, guys, we've we've got a home opener against Drake. Talent-wise, when you look at the rosters, you say we got fully funded FCS versus non-scholarship FCS out of the Pioneer League. Kelly? We talk about trap games. Do they happen in game one? No. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay. They just shouldn't in game one. This UND had an unbelievably awful game with Drake in 2015. I believe it was after we beat Wyoming. Now, that was a trap game because we beat Wyoming, came back home feeling pretty good about yourself, and it was the ugliest game I've ever attended. I think UND ended up winning 21-18. I think you're right. Oh, God. And Santiago fumbled a few times and just, un, you know, he was new. He was a freshman then, but it just was ugly. And somehow they pulled it out. But I don't know, Matt. I mean, week one, I'm not seeing a trap. I'm seeing energy. And if if Drake yeah. makes a game of this thing, if Drake beats him, if Drake, it's because of Drake. It's not because Correct. of UND looking ahead or anything. You, you know, know there's you, nothing to look ahead. Dude. You move this game so. to halfway through the season after a big game, like, you okay. know playing SU or SDSU or something like that. Yeah, yeah, then 100%. They're a team that can beat you if you don't bring your, your A game. But, yeah. yeah, first game of the season, everybody's, you know, really electric right now and just seeing the guys up at media day. Uh, everybody's raring to go, wanting to hit yeah. somebody else. Yeah, not a trap game, but uh, still a, an opponent that can score points on you. So uh, we still have to take it pretty serious. Veteran. Veteran team, guys. I mean, I know we're going to jump in. I'm just going to lay this out. I was looking through the two deep that they put out yesterday. Okay, get ready for these stats, guys. 16 senior starters. 16 out of 22 <laughs> senior starters. That's unbelievable. That alone is going to give you a, an edge against right. a lot of teams, just just knowing wow. they're, and we've played them before, and so they know everybody on their schedule. And they're not they're, getting a ton of transfers in and stuff. I mean, these are kids all. that have been in their, yeah, smart, been in their program. Yeah, smart guys at, at Drake, too. So Well, and that, that's the other thing is, you know, these kids, we still have COVID years affecting, and I know, Kelly, you were saying they're 16 of 22 um, seniors or terminal year, if you will. It's their fifth year, and some yep. may be sixth year. Um, imagine that some of these guys, I know it's non-scholarship, um, technically, but they're still, while they're competing in division one football, they're getting a Drake education. Great. And a lot of them have the multiple, I'd say almost double digits have the GR behind their name. So they're grad, they're grad students. So getting their grad first year, at least of grad school paid for, which is a heck of a deal these days. We all know the cost of tuition, but yeah, the offensive line, all Fifth-year players, so all grads. All fifth-year players led by, I wrote down, Jimmy Peremba. That's their preseason all-conference guy. Um, so five fifth-year players that we're going to be going against on the offensive line. Now, I know it's a Pioneer League team, but it doesn't. Experience counts, okay, in football. Correct. It counts a lot. Like, we, lo- we love it when our offensive line has seniors. I mean, we're feeling real good. Typically, you if, if you have all seniors on your O-line, you're going to have a good season. I, I mean that, so. that that's a good barometer of having a good team. They played together. Okay, that number one, they you know they know the right. system, but they played together. They know each other. Okay, and that there's a lot to be said for that. So, yeah, this team, um, we're gonna see a very experienced Drake Bulldog team come in. Um, offensively, big a big change they made in spring ball. Quarterback Luke Bailey takes over. Now that's something. Um, he's a senior now. Ian Corwin started against UND as a true freshman. I believe it was 2021. He was a true freshman. He got hit pretty good, beat up pretty good. They protected him a little bit in that game. They didn't try to do much. But um, he's moved to wide receiver now. Luke Bailey ended the year last year when they were 0-8. I think they made the change to him. And they ended the year with three wins. So Drake went into the offseason with some energy. Yep. They're, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Had a good spring ball, apparently, from all reports. So now Bailey's running the show, six foot two, one ninety. 
last year, 637 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, I've said it before in my write-up. I said it last spring. Drake's a ball control offense. They don't get too crazy. Todd Steps, as their head coach, is a defensive guy. He was the defensive coordinator. I think he's been there. Jeez, I should look this up. I think he's been there the whole time since UND started playing them. You know, so he was the defensive coordinator before. Now he's the head coach. Um, eh, do they like to keep their butt covered a little? I think so. You know, they make sure they got everything. You know, they don't take too many chances. But they um, also play to their defense, which is a strength. I mean, I think of the team is, you know, they're they're going to – Bailey's going to run an efficient offense. They're going to be out of – spread, easy spread, zone stuff, a lot of our, little RPO action. And they're a team that can score points. You look at last year's schedule. Yeah. Even though they were three and, what, seven? Three and eight. Three, three and eight yeah. last year. Uh, they scored 14 points against some really good opponents. So they're a team that can still score points. Uh, so if you don't take these guys serious, I know it's the first game um, against a Pioneer League team. However, uh, if we don't take care of business, they will put points on the board and make it dangerous. For so, us. Kelly, if you are Bubba and company, uh, as a coaching staff, what are you looking for in this opener from your squad? Clean. Clean play. I, and I, I think we'll get that out with Tommy running the show. We'll get, we'll get clean. In not, I want to see in and out of the huddle. Fundamental I'll, stuff. I want to see walking up to the line. I want to see still see 15 seconds on the clock when he's up there send, yelling out the signals. I want to see the offensive line talking real quick. I want to see no false starts. I want to see no defensive linemen jumping. Okay, those are the little – those are the ones. I don't want to see wide receivers jumping. Mm-hmm. That one should never happen. By the way, my kid did that the other night. Oh, in the game, uh, and I almost sore jumped. subject then. Oh, sore my God, I almost subject. jumped out of my seat. I was like, you're a white. Oh, it was, it was fourth and one, too. Oh, you're God. not getting the ball on fourth and one. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you Boy, doing? Don't even move. So, anyway, okay. I got over it quick. I got over it. A little bit. Yeah, but we, yeah, we don't. <laughs> don't why, those, those things, Matt. Those are mm-hmm. just, uh, just clean. And we don't see that a lot. With Tommy running the show offensively, we don't get delay of games. We don't get false starts typically much anymore. Nope. I think we went, gosh, I think we, last year, boy, we talked about it one time. We were in a five, six-game stretch, I think, where we didn't have any false starts. We hadn't had any. Yep. And that's huge. You're never behind mm-hmm. the sticks. You know, you're always moving forward. Whether it's two yards yep. or eight, or you're always moving forward is the key. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. What I want to see is just to have a nice, clean game and – have the intensity high, even though we don't have Nebraska this year. Right. You know, we can't, we went into last year, okay, we had all offseason to think about Nebraska first game. I want to see that intensity and that level of play, that focus against Drake that we had against. Now, it's hard to do, but if we're a championship team, we have to have that focus from game one and hold that throughout the season. Um, That's on your playmakers. They got to be out there energy. The young guys are going to be looking around. Freshmen are going right. to be looking around like, and, what am I supposed yeah. to be excited? No, I'm supposed to be hyped up. They don't know. Right. They don't, if they see, they, they'll follow the seniors and, and stuff. And you, you, know. you want that to be contagious and a positive thing on your team throughout the yep. whole season. And this, is, this sets the tone for the rest of the year. So I, I want that laser-focused intensity to start on the first snap and carry through the whole game. Matt, are you looking for anyone either offensively or defensively? Are you watching anyone and saying, I want to see the next step? from this guy i want to see some great linebacker play you know it's been a little bit um you know we talked about it in our in our review of the positions uh but i want to see some some guys on defense flying around making plays getting some sacks getting into the backfield um you know that's on our d line too but um i want to see our linebackers take the next step outside guys and inside guys um they're the quarterbacks of the defense, right? So I want those guys to step up uh, and really, you know, whether it's interceptions, fumbles, recoveries, uh, getting the ball on the ground, recoveries, interceptions, whatever it is, to I that, want to see guys flying around. To that plays. point, Alakai McNeil, you know, I want to see what he can do. We've heard, you know, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's listed as a starter, so it's going to be him and Pedigo and Casey Kelly at the inside rotating between the three of them. I want to see what Malachi can do. Here's his chance. He's been in the program right. over and three years. You know, so. and, and if we get up early, we're going to have 
guys getting some rotations in, right? Okay. So we have we have a number of guys that are freshmen that are going to get some, we'll maybe get, some snaps. We'll get, we'll get to see some, some depth. Some depth. And this develop game. some depth. I think and this is the game, guys. It just dawned on me. Was this the game two years ago when Wyatt Pettigrew absolutely murdered that guy in open field? At the end of the game, their sideline. I think it was Drake. Oh, I got to go find that clip. Folks, if you're bored, go find that clip. The end of the game. He just drilled somebody, and it wasn't a cheap shot, I think, but that was our first glimpse at Wyatt Pettigo. Right. And now two years later here, he's the starter. Well, and, you know, that's why these games can be a lot of fun for fans because, and again, you got to play the game, so don't read too much into what we're talking about, but because the intensity can stay high, even right. if the score separates, because you're going to see some new players. So you're, you're going to be able to see a lot of fighting Hawks on Saturday if the score goes yeah. the way – it looks on paper, and I, I want to see Joel's play defense the game on do really, paper. Yeah, yep. so. I want to see Joel's defense do really well. I, I'm excited to see uh, his style and, and his play calling. So my eyes are going to be on the defense this week. Let's I think see how much, just how much pressure, uh, right? How much pressure? What are we doing in third and long? Um, you know, are we are we sitting back and and or are we going after it? Uh, and playing playing. This is open. a team you can pressure because they'll they'll play with tight ends. They'll play with tight ends, and they. UND does not like to pressure four wide out, you know, 10 personnel stuff. They don't like that because now you're one-on-one with no help. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they tend to want to drop and do a blanket thing or a bracket, whatever you want to call it. They, they, they like to do that versus those. This is not that. They'll go two wide receivers. They'll go at the tight end, maybe a fullback every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's when you start to bring guys because you're not worried about those guys. <laughs> tight ends and full, you're not worried about them catching passes. They're, they're more than likely to have to keep them in. Right. The max for protect. protector. Yep. Yeah. Which is great. So we'll just keep, right. you know, keep letting you guys try to beat them. You know, you and, know. and that's going to be a test for outside yeah. linebackers lining up against tight ends. It's a whole different ballgame yeah, when there's a, just a tackle standing there. But if you're an outside backer, uh, you got a tight end in front of you. How are you going to play that against the run? Right. Same question on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to put it to Kelly first. Kelly, who are you watching and who do you want to step up? Running backs. I'm a little interested okay. in running backs. I'm going to watch Sam Hagen. A little bit at right guard. I just want to. I want to verify how everything's going. He's not played guard before, so I just kind of. I'm going to watch Sam a little bit. I believe I'm a big Sam Hagen believer. So don't don't get me wrong, folks. I just want to watch him play at right guard. Is the only thing. Cade Bolrud at center, but yeah, running backs. Back to that. I want to see how how do they use them. We know what we got with Isaiah Smith, mm-hmm. you know, and after that, it's just kind of, you know, they're all going to well, play. They're going to play four. I would guess. Yeah, I would bet. You know with with Zebarth and does Red does Red end up back there? Because Danny Freund has said multiple times we got to get him the ball, we got to get him the ball. But the he he even mentioned the easiest way to get a guy the ball is just to hand it to him. Don't overcomplicate or a jet sweep, fly sweep. I think they started the game last year with Northern Iowa. They started the game with a fly sweep to Red. Went around the end, got nine ten yards. Eh. Good energy right there, you know, right. get him the ball. I think that's that's kind of what I want to see. How are and, they going to use that backfield? And I want to see Luke Skokman get a ball uh, yep. a couple times this game because he's been wound up like a rubber band for the last year and not be able oh, to play. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he, we talked to him at, at media day, and he's just wanting to play football right now. So I'm, I'm I want to see him returning kicks. So, I don't know if he was listed. I, I don't think he was listed one. Who was that again? CJ was two. Red was one. Red was one, which is fine, but Skokno was a good kick return. Well, he's, he's very good. He's so explosive. Yeah, that yep. that it we we need to have him see at least one kick return. But I just want to see him on the field. I want to see. I'm excited for him and uh, his season. So yeah, I would agree with the running backs uh, specifically. I want to see Skokna out there getting the ball. Yeah, defensively, though, a guy I wanted to point out for Drake uh, defensive end Finn Claypool, six one two forty, kind of a dynamo type. He's on the Buck Buchanan list. So he's he's a threat. 14 and a half TFLs, eight sacks last year. That's a guy to watch. Now, let's we want to gauge our offensive line. How do they do against this guy? Because those are one-on-one matchups. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So we're we're an experienced offensive line for the most part, I guess, you know, I guess. For the most part, except Bo, you know, Borut isn't. But uh yeah, those guys the def- I think our tackles are going to get They'll kick him out, you know, kick him out to a seven. Mm-hmm. Have him just could turn him loose is what I'm envisioning on a third down. So that'll be something to watch for. Yeah. Uh, Claypool's a good player. See what our footwork is like in the opener. Um, before we get to Kelly and Matt's picks, um, we want to do a shout-out to the Fighting Hawks radio network, our friends Jack Michaels, Coach Mike Berg, and Paul Ralston. 
Um, they will be on at 2 p.m., one hour prior to kickoff with the uh, pregame 3 p.m. kickoff, folks, on Saturday at the Alaris Center. And it's great to have Coach Berg back in the broadcast booth. It is. <clears throat> Good to have him back again. I know he took a little break there, and we missed him because he is very insightful. Tom Dosh did a nice job. Fantastic He's like you're the voice of God yelling at everyone. Voice of God. But, uh, yeah, it'll be great to have Mike back. He's he's very – him and Jack work well together. Oh, they work well together. The big cat, yep. Jack Michaels. Yep. I mean, is there any better? Uh, can't wait for this year's new – uh, nicknames and touchdown calls and what have you. Food so, he ate. Food he ate food and everything and, else. And food and, then, and food and, and <laughs> Paul, a lot about food. And Paul Rawl down on uh, on the sideline um, yep. at uh, at the um, Champions Club Golf Tournament this year. Paul Rawl stopped over at um, my golf cart and uh, wanted the two of you to know they appreciate everything we do here at uh, UND Football 360. You know, Gonzo Media is is here to stay. Um, it's it's in its second decade, at least, um, that right. every uh, every major college or FCS uh, college has guys like us that are not associated with the university that cover. And Paul just wanted to know that they appreciate what we do, um, and he hoped we had we would release on. Um, Wednesday night because they said people want coverage earlier. They've got a lot of great things uh, planned at the Alaris Center as well. There's going to be a new intro, uh, a lot of a lot of new features at the Alaris. So 3 p.m. kickoff, um, folks, get out there. Well, it's about time for Kelly and Matt's picks, and that is brought to you by one of our most loyal sponsors. They've been with us the longest, Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino in Grand Forks. And Kelly, that's Billy and the boys, our friends down in Washington. Um, you know, folks, from everything from the food, the drinks, the gaming, uh, the atmosphere, it's the only place you're going to see horse racing in um, yeah. Grand Forks. And they got a new bus. How about that oh, new bus beautiful. they just rolled out? Beautiful new bus. Yep. Take it to the games. You can show up at Rumors and take the bus to the games. Uh, speaking of horse racing, our uh, guys in our fantasy football league up there in Grand Forks hit an exacta. Last oh, weekend, nice. yeah, they were in there. They're all fired up. They hit a uh, nine-four, I think it was the horses. Yeah, they hit it. Uh, there was took a picture, sent it to me just to show me, you know, make me feel bad. But there was a lot of a lot of Benjis laying on that table <laughs> after they won that one. So yeah, you, there's uh, there's money to be made at Rumors, guys. There is, and their bus. Uh, a reminder: their bus is available to rent for weddings and parties. Um, you can call and ask for rates. Um, the other thing is Kelly. Uh, Kelly plays in the Fifth Major, which is sponsored by Rumors Sports oh, yeah. Bar, uh, Bar and Grill. Um, and you know he did plenty of damage out of Kings Walk. I'm sure they didn't have to <laughs> dig any dandelions after you were. Yeah, that was chopping it up. That was a tough day. It was a fun day. We had a great time. Good weather. Golf was tough. It was a t- it was a well, tough I'm, day. Four man scramble. I'm <laughs> expecting your golf game to get a lot better now yeah, that you're in yeah, insurance, insurance agent. Yeah. That's yeah. what you have right. to do, yeah. right? Right. Uh, I've been told the only thing, the only thing that is scary, on the calendar twice a week. <laughs> the only thing that's scary is when he was an engineer, he should have had better golf shots too. Because right. It, right. there's yeah. a lot of math in golf trajectory, <laughs> all that so. stuff. I haven't gotten any better, which kind of scares the hell out of me about some of the concrete that's been poured around here the last. 15, 20 years. Ah, so that's yeah. why the potholes are. More of them. More of them. It's your fault. Seal coat milling overlay guy. Seal you know, that's my deal. <laughs> well, let's Blame get, it on the seal coat. Let's yeah. get to Kelly and Matt's picks. Kelly won last year. You know, these two compete against one another. Um, we go head-to-head on, on the wins and losses, and then they pick the total score. They pick a score. Whoever is closest wins. We're going to go with our veteran prognosticator. Kelly Howell. Kelly, who do you see winning this? Well, by my calculations, UND, eh, roughly a 38-point. I put a tweet out, 38-point favorite if I had to guess. Nowadays, they're getting so scared to put lines out since Tony at five dimes disappeared. He had, well, murdered, I believe. I They don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they found his body or not. But as soon as he died, oh, five dimes died. Okay, there's a little background for you, folks. Five Dimes was the one that put out the line. They they were the originator of the FCS line, and they were great. They put them out Monday at noon, right around that time. You'd have all week to just 
look at lines, find the mistakes, try to bet them. Oh, I did it since 2004. So I'm glad you didn't say you did it from 97 to 99. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't out from 97 to 99. We'd have a K-State issue, wouldn't it? Baseball? There would have, there Alabama, a, Alabama baseball. Iowa State. Yeah. Iowa State baseball. There would have been an issue, Alabama I think, for baseball. us. Uh, yeah, we might have. We uh, might, <laughs> we might, there might have yeah. been a time at uh, at uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, that we want to go back and take yeah. a look at the at <laughs> yeah. the point shaving. Right. His name would have been but, Kelly Houstinson. Kelly Houstinson. I thought we were getting oh, a confession. Who is this Kelly? I thought Houston we were getting a confession. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, back oh, in, when God. I was in college, I checked that line at, on Monday, and then I'd start loafing around in practice yeah. and telling the guys, screwing them up on the calls. <laughs> I had a really good feeling how we were doing. <laughs> we're going to do it, you know. Just, <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, folks. So, um, but, yeah, it'll be about 38 or so. It'll, it'll come out of the big number. Um, UND should win this game. Okay, okay Drake's a veteran team. UND obviously should win comfortably. Uh, UND, you know, Drake's, we, we just got two veteran teams, a lot of vet, vets out there, a lot of seniors on the field for both teams. I, I, I have UND 48-7. I, I upped it a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if they'll get to 48. I mean, Drake is, they play a 4-3, real solid vanilla. Vanilla 4-3, not a ton of pressure, but solid. They're good tacklers. They know their areas. They know their strengths. You know, they know how to force, you know, that, that type of thing. They don't get beat on the end. You know, that. they're a good team. They're just a good team, good Pioneer League team. But UND should obviously outman them, okay, out-athleticize out, out them in certain positions. You know, a Red Wilson, that type of guy, should just be faster than them. You know, Bo Belquist should carve them up, I would assume, that type of thing. Isaiah Smith, get them out in the open. You know, he should be able to run away from him in this game. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I'm going to call it 48-7, Matt. I I don't know if it'll be that high, but it's going to be close. We're going to turn to the national champ, Matt Nelson. Are you going to, in honor of Bob Barker, are you going to Bob Barker him on this? And I am going to Bob Barker him. More? And I tell you yes. one thing, Shannon, I watched the Hulk Hogan podcast this week, so I'm a little fired <laughs> so up. You're fired I up tell you one thing, head. brother. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be high-scoring game by halftime. I'm guessing 28-7. We're going to be up at halftime. And then I think we're going to kit the lull. We're going to have some of our backup guys in there. Uh, they're going to put up another seven on us. I think it's going to be 42-14. to 42-14. 42-14. No cover. Yeah. Starting you know, out 0-1 in the most important category. Got to cover. Nope. I don't know. Good teams win. Great teams cover, cover. Matt. Mm-hmm. All right. We yep. need to nope. – no nope. cover this week. Nope. nope. All right. Nope. Uh, 42-14 is what I'm going with, and I'm going to ruin your day with your bets. <laughs> right. I you. There we go. And, and uh, Cat yeah. – uh, Cat, yeah, Matt and Kelly's Picks are sponsored by Rumor Sports, Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. The host never picks a score, but I do pick what's going to happen in the game. And here's what I'm watching. In Saturday's game, Quincy Vaughn, our newly minted tight end, is going to throw for a touchdown pass, and he's going to catch a touchdown pass. And 25 years from now, he is going to be the answer to the Hail Mary quiz when the three of us are doing Fighting Hawks um, (laughs) podcast. Final thoughts. We're going to go to the national champ first. Matt, final thoughts on Saturday's home opener. Game week, it's going to be an exciting atmosphere in the Alaris. They got some new stuff coming at us. Uh, you can still get tickets, so get up there. Uh, let's make it a great season, everybody. So let's get show Bubba and our, our team, all the guys that have put in all the effort in the offseason, let's get up to the Alaris, fill the seats for them, uh, cheer them on. It's going to be a great time, and uh, I'm excited. The guys are excited. It's going to be a great game. Back-to-back home openers. That's uh that's special. I like that. We get get going this weekend against Drake. Could be like you said, weather should be good. So uh like eighty there. What, five? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Great, so I nice. mean if you want if you're like tailgating, tailgating yep. at three o'clock, so I mean what time do they let us in? Like 
four hour hours before. One hour. No, one no, hour. I mean for tailgating. Oh, like, tailgating. That would like be open hours, at five like, hours. I yeah. think it'd be open five, at ten. Ten. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. You can make a day of it, everybody. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> should be a good day. We're all. Everyone's ready to go. Let's leave it at that. Any final thoughts, Kelly? No, I'm just. I want to get up there. Go time. Yeah, get up there, and uh, I just want to watch football again. Okay. Um, very good. It is go time. Um, you know, folks, uh, reminder, 3 p.m. kickoff. I heard from uh, the ball, head ball coach himself, 1255 Hawk Walk. That's always fun with the band leading the Hawks in. Uh, get out, tailgate, have a lot of fun. Um, nothing better than college football. And I will tell you this much. The first one of you that walks up to me and says, oh, man, what a nice day, Shannon. We should be playing outside. I might just walk away from you because I get that every home opener, and then I want to do that on November 14th and say, do you want to play outside today? Um, But anyway, it's going to be a great great fall Saturday, late summer Saturday. Get out, catch some Fighting Hawks action. Thank you for listening to UND Football 360. A reminder that we're brought to you by these sponsors, Rumors Sports Bar, Grill and Casino, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, and Kelly Howe Agency, NODAC Mutual Insurance. The UND Football 360 broadcast podcast is produced by Three Run Single Media at its studios in Rocky Horse Farm, Fargo. For more Fighting Hawks football, visit UND Football 360. Kickoff, 3 p.m. Saturday. Go Hawks!